Book Three, Chapter One of Saint Francis of Assisi: A Biography by Johannes Jornson, translated by Thomas O'Connor Sloan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book Three, God's Singer, Chapter One: The Sermon to the Birds. It seems almost as if Francis after he had seen the quiet, introspective, and happy life of St. Clara, and the first of her sisterhood led in San Damiano, was again inspired with doubts as to his vocation. Again did the doubt arise within him if it were not better to withdraw altogether from the world and to live alone for his soul's welfare like the old anchorites. Many of his disciples had chosen this course, sylvester rufino and to some extent giles and although francis was well aware of the dangers of the hermit life spiritual arbitrariness and ascetic pride the characteristic description can be read in the fioretti chapter twenty nine yet it seems to him incontrovertible that the wandering life as preacher was preferable to what he called the accumulation of dust on the spiritual feet to understand what francis meant by this we must follow him on his great missionary journey which he undertook in the years twelve eleven to twelve twelve with sylvester he went to tuscany pacified the troubles in perugia was joined in cortona by guido vagnotelli and if wadding can be relied on also by the celebrated and dreaded elias bombaroni established near the city a hermitage named celle and then wandered on to arezzo and florence in the latter city a celebrated jurist joined himself to him ioannis parenti a doctor of the university of bologna and judge in civita castellana wadding following rudolphus gives an anecdote about Parenti's entrance into the order. When on a walking tour he heard a swineherd driving his grunting hogs into the pen with the words, Hurry up into the sty, pigs, as lawyers hurry into hell. The old proverb, De juris den sin böse Christen, lawyers are poor Christians, seems to have been current in the thirteenth century. In any case, Parenti gave up his office, and became a franciscan at about the same time as another bolognese lawyer niccolo de pepoli took up with interest the franciscan mission in bologna itself from florence francis went on to pisa where angelus the subsequent general of the order and albert later the leader of the brothers english mission joined him he then returned back to assisi by san gimignano in the Valle d'Elsa, by Chiusi and Cortona, and after a full year's absence, he gave the Lenten sermons in the cathedral, as already alluded to. But this last part of Francis's journey was almost a triumphal march. As he would approach a city, the bells were rung, the people went out to meet him with palm boughs in their hands, and conducted him in festival progress to the parish priest with whom he always stayed they brought bread for him to bless to be afterwards preserved as a relic and they repeated the cry which the italians are so inclined to utter behold the saint 
even the disciples found that this was too much sometimes they asked him just as the chief priests and scribes had asked the master hearest thou what these say francis used to answer that he regarded the homage paid him as analogous to the honor paid to pictures in churches for the god-fearing man is only an image of god and flesh and blood like wood and stone should not dare to ascribe themselves the honor which belongs to god alone but eventually this was insufficient for him and he sought therefore to abase himself as well as he could do not praise me too soon he liked to say for soon i shall have sons and daughters or he would break out had god shown a street robber the love he has shown me he would be much more thankful he heartily thanked the bishop of terni when he once introduced one of francis's sermons with a little introduction in which he had developed the theme of how wonderful it was to see so insignificant and ungifted a man as francis attain such great results to those who praised his severe way of life he said all that i do a sinner can also do a sinner can fast can pray can shed tears can mortify the flesh only one thing a sinner cannot do be true to his lord and his god for such faithlessness to god francis often upbraided himself and never concealed it once he had been sick and while sick had eaten some chicken scarcely was he well again when he put a string around his neck and had himself led stripped to the village pillory and while thus led made the brother who led him cry out here you see the great glutton who ate chicken without your knowing about it and as the people only broke out into greater praise of his humility he ordered one of the brothers to scold him vigorously so that for once he could hear the truth much against his will the brother upbraided him as a rustic a hireling and a useless servant and with a contented smile francis answered him god bless thee for the word that is what the son of pietro di bernadone ought to hear on other occasions francis sought to escape the homage of the people by withdrawing into solitude thus he passed the whole of lent twelve eleven on an uninhabited island in lake trasimene and he seems to have passed a great part of the following winter in the high-lying hermitage sartiano near chiusi the huts made of branches which he with a few brothers built there resembled mostly the dens of wild beasts but francis liked the place partly for its wildness partly for its loneliness and finally because he could see from it assisi in the distance in this loneliness he was visited by great temptations sometimes to despair an interior voice said to him there is salvation for all except for a self-tormentor like you someone to give up the state of celibacy and marry against this temptation he used an old practice of the anchorites with a rope which he wore as a belt he gave himself a dreadful beating on the bare back but his brother ass as francis used to call his body would give him no peace he found another way outside of his cell the ground was covered with snow 
and half naked as he was francis sprang out into the snow and began to build seven snow images when the work was done he said to himself see francis here is your wife the big one over there the four at her side are your two sons and two daughters and the other two are your manservant and maid they are dying of cold hurry up and put something on them and if you cannot then be glad that you have no one to serve except god alone in one way or another the idea of withdrawing entirely from the world engaged francis's thoughts he often discussed it with the brothers of the order and weighed the pro and con there was one thing that always prevented him from choosing the hermit life and that was the example of our lord jesus could have chosen to remain in his glory at his father's right hand but instead descended to earth to endure the vicissitudes of human life and to die the bitter death of shame on the cross and it was the cross that had from the first been francis's model the cross to which he applied with the rest of the middle ages god's word to moses fox secundum exemplar make it according to the pattern that was shown thee in the mount in his doubt francis resolved to ask a decision from god and to follow it blindly whatever it might be on other occasions he had opened the bible and taken the sense of the text that met his eyes this time he decided to submit himself to the inspiration of two privileged souls brother maceo was therefore sent away first to st clara and then to brother sylvester who lived a hermit life in a cave on monte subasio where now is situated the convent carceri in whose garden the first cells of the franciscans are still shown francis determined to follow the judgment of sylvester and clara but brother sylvester started at once to pray we are told in actus beati francisci and in prayer he at once got the answer from god and he went to brother maceo and said this says the lord you shall tell brother francis that god has not called him for his own sake only but also that he shall win many souls and then brother maceo went to st clara but she answered and said that she and another sister had had the same answer exactly from god as brother sylvester but brother maceo went back to st francis and st francis received him lovingly and prepared for them a meal and when they had eaten francis called him out into the woods and st francis bared his head crossed his arms over his chest knelt down asked and said what does my lord jesus christ tell me to do brother maceo answered that both brother sylvester and sister clara and another had received the answer from jesus christ the glorious that thou shalt go out and preach for god has not called you for your own sake alone but also to save others and then the hand of the lord was lifted over saint francis and he sprang up in the glow of the holy ghost and inspired by power from on high he said to brother maceo well let us go and he took brother maceo with him and brother angelo both of whom were holy men 
and they came between Canara and Bavania. And St. Francis saw some trees by the roadside, and in these trees there was a multitude of birds of all kinds, such as never before were seen in this region, and a great quantity were on the ground under the trees. And when St. Francis saw all this multitude, the Spirit of God came over him, and he said to his disciples, Wait for me here, I am going to preach to our sisters the birds. And he walked into the field, up to the birds who sat upon the earth. And as soon as he began to preach, all the birds who sat in the trees flew down to him, and none of them moved although he went right among them, so that his cowl touched several of them. But St. Francis said to the birds, My sister birds, you owe God much gratitude, and ought always and everywhere to praise and exalt him, because you can fly so freely, wherever you want to, and for your double and threefold clothing, and for your colored and adorning coats, and for the food which you do not have to work for and for the beautiful voices the Creator has given you. You sow not, neither do you reap, but God feeds you and gives you rivers and springs to drink from, and hills and mountains, cliffs and rocks to hide yourselves in, and high trees for you to build your nests in. And though you can neither spin nor weave, He gives you and your young ones the necessary clothing. Love therefore the Creator much, since he has given you such great blessings. Watch therefore well, my sister birds, that you are not ungrateful, but busy yourselves always in praising God. But after this, our Holy Father's word, all those little birds began to open their beaks, to beat with their wings, and stretch out their necks, and bow their heads reverently to the earth and with their song and their movement showed that the word St. Francis had said had pleased them greatly. But St. Francis rejoiced in his spirit as he saw this, and wondered over so many birds and over their variety and differences, and that they were so tame, and he praised the Creator for it, and gently exhorted them to praise the Creator themselves. And when St. Francis had finished his sermon and his exhortation to praise God, he made the sign of the cross over all the birds. And all the birds flew up at once and twittered wonderfully and strongly and separated and flew away. End of Book 3, Chapter 1